Hey, I'm Scotty. Thanks for listening to Retail, a series by Rebuy, where we recap the top tech and e-commerce stories from last week and share why they matter this week. So let's dive into those top stories. Last week, we covered the song Hard On My Sleeve. Featuring AI-generated voice clones of Drake and The Weeknd. This week, musical artist Grimes said she would not only welcome artificial intelligence versions of her voice, but she'd be open to splitting profits 50-50 with anyone who produced these tracks. Writing on Twitter, Grimes said, quote, I'll split 50% royalties on any successful AI-generated song that uses my voice. Same deal as I would with any artist I collab with. Feel free to use my voice without penalty. I have no label and no legal bindings. She then also added, I think it's cool to be fused with a machine, and I like the idea of open sourcing all art and killing copyright. On the subject of music and AI, multiple music executives from Universal Music Group, Spotify, and SiriusXM all individually shared earning results this week, and AI was top of mind for everyone. Spotify CEO Daniel Ek said he's never seen anything move as fast as the development of AI, and that his company both needs to allow for creative innovation and also protect creators and artists whose tracks are on its platform. Meanwhile, Universal Music Group CEO Lucien Grange said, quote, the recent explosive development in generative AI will, if left unchecked, both increase the flood of unwanted content on platforms and create rights issues with respect to existing copyright law in the US and other countries. So interesting to see an individual artist like Grimes say she would be open to this kind of AI music collaboration. And then of course, I'm sure so many countless other artists not wanting that at all with their own individual art. And of course, music executives are worried about this exact conversation and how it's going to play out over time. I have no idea how it plays out over time, but um, it's fascinating to watch from the sidelines. One more story from the AI music world. This one, my favorite. It's from Switzerland, where a French-speaking Swiss public radio station, Color Trois, aired a full day of programming using only artificial intelligence. Take a listen to this. Couleur 3 sous le contrôle des IA. Aujourd'hui, on lâche prise et on laisse les intelligences artificielles s'emparer des ondes. Alright, in case your French isn't up to snuff, the translation of that is Color 3, Color 3, under AI control. Today, we let go and let artificial intelligence take over the airwaves. So on a day last week, from 6am to 7pm, AI controlled and executed the entire show. This broadcast, believed to be the first of its kind, was three months in the making and used clone voices of five real human presenters who all consented to having their voices duped like that. And it wasn't just the presenters who are AI generated, the music aired that day was also composed almost entirely by artificial intelligence. Reporting on feedback from the public the next day, their station chief Antoine Melton said, quote, 90% of the messages is, it's cool, but there's a human element missing. You can sense these are robots and there are fewer surprises, less personality. He also later added, as if ripped directly from a science fiction story, quote, many messages just said, give us back our humans. Give us back our humans. <laughs> what an unreal thing to be reported on in the news. Give us back our humans. In Apple News, a story from The Information who went in depth on teams working on Siri, and I want to quote directly from the piece, it says, Organizational dysfunction and a lack of ambition have plagued Apple's efforts to improve Siri and the backend technology that powers it. I feel like that's a shock to no one for anyone who's used Siri in the last ever and compared it to uh, the staggering technology that's out there right now with AI chat bots. Anyways, this article features interviews of more than three dozen Apple employees who worked on its AI and machine learning group. Here at Retail, we thought we would go straight to the source instead of someone else's reporting and ask Siri what she thought about this salacious report. Siri, do you have any comment on the uh, recent exclusive from the information that says Apple employees hate Siri and are skeptical of its future? 
Hmm. I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can help with? She's so cagey. Always so cagey. Cards close to the chest. No, that's okay, Siri. Thanks anyways. You're welcome. She is very polite, though. Like every story we mentioned on retail, if you want to read more about these, just check out the show notes on whatever platform you're listening from, and we'll link to every story there so you can check it out for yourself. From Apple to Meta, CEO Mark Zuckerberg shared with investors on an earnings call this week that Meta sees an opportunity to introduce AI agents to billions of people in ways that will be useful and meaningful. Many have speculated that Meta will be pivoting away from the metaverse to AI. Zuckerberg denied this outright and said, quote, Narrative that has developed that Meta is moving away from the metaverse is not accurate. Though Zuckerberg did say Meta is no longer behind in building its AI infrastructure and teased that generative AI products will be released in the coming months. Oh, and tiny extra little detail here about the metaverse. Meta's Reality Labs, the division in charge of the metaverse, reported a net loss of $4 billion last quarter. Do you know how much 4 billion is? 4 billion seconds, I looked this up, would be 126 years ago. If you count out 4 billion seconds, you're counting back 126 years ago. That's 1897. Just some perspective. Sticking with Meta, new social media network. It's been rumored for a bit now. It's gone by Project 92, P92. Inexplicably, it's been called Barcelona. Uh, it's Meta's new decentralized text-based social network, and it's no longer a rumor. Recent prototype revealed its branding as Instagram for your thoughts and will be directly integrated with Instagram, where users use their pre-existing handles to log in. The project was confirmed to Business Insider by a Meta spokesperson and will be spearheaded by Insta's top executive, Adam Mosseri. Quote, we're exploring a standalone decentralized social network for sharing text updates, the Meta spokesperson told Insider when asked about the prototype. Quote, we believe there's an opportunity for a separate space where creators and public figures can share timely updates about their interests. This new social network will compete with Twitter alongside the cacophony of other replacements like, uh, Mastodon, Jack Dorsey, the Twitter founder's new one, Blue Sky, and Substack Notes. And I mean, do we have to? Do we have to make another one? Could we Could we not just like, what if, imagine Instagram just went back to just pictures. No more reels, no more IGTV. Stories are okay, but let's go back to pictures, you know? I want the days of like, I throw a sepia tone on there at full. I throw toaster on there. And it's just like, completely red and orange and unprocessed, not great looking, but you know what? It's just so wholesome, so authentic. Okay, our last AI story on this week's episode is about OpenAI. This was a scoop on Friday evening from TechCrunch. OpenAI closes $300 million share sale at a 27 to $29 billion valuation. OpenAI, the startup behind everyone's favorite, ChatGPT, picked up multiple new backers, according to TechCrunch, reporting that multiple VC firms, including Andreessen Horowitz, Tiger Global, Sequoia Capital, to name a few, uh, have picked up new shares. Quote, Altogether, the VCs have put in just over $300 million at a valuation of $27 billion to $29 billion. These investments are separate from uh, the investment TechCrunch reported that Microsoft made in January of this year, which was believed to be, according to a source, $10 billion. I would love if someone invested $10 billion in me and I would never be able to repay it. All right, our last story of the episode comes to us from LTK, the creator marketing platform. They just dropped a study that says that 75% of Gen Z consumers make purchases based on creator recommendations. Titled the 2023 Gen Z Shopper Study, it also stated that 79% of Gen Z shopping originates on social media and that creators were 
3.5 times more influential to this generation than social media ads. Lastly, the study also found that micro-influencers, so that's accounts that have followers from 10,000 to 100,000, are just as popular and effective as macro-influencers, which are accounts, you know, with 100,000 to a million past that. That's because Gen Z shoppers found that micro-influencers were more relatable to their specific styles and interests. Brands should be noting all this information as they're considering their digital marketing strategy moving forward, especially if Gen Z is their ideal customer. Over the years, Gen Z are only gonna get more and more purchasing power. So it's so important to understand not just what they're buying, but how are they discovering their new products and what voices are convincing them to click purchase at checkout. That's all for this week's retail podcast. If you like this episode, please do leave us a review, subscribe to us, rate us, whatever you can do to help the platform grow. We'd really appreciate it. Rebuy is the fastest growing app for Shopify Plus and the trusted commerce AI platform for thousands of top brands across the world. Check out rebuyengine.com and learn how Rebuy's intelligent shopping experiences can boost your AOV, LTV, and conversion rate. That's all for now. We'll be back next week. So until then, take care.